If you joined me last week for my back to school boot camp, you know that we talked about a lot of great content and a lot of great tips and tricks that are going to help you and your family in this back to school season and also transition. So today I want to share just a 10 minute clip from the third and final day of the three day back to school boot camp. I have the whole back to school boot camp series included now in my mealtimes made easy method, which is officially live to the public. It was first offered to back to school boot camp members with a special introductory and discounted price for all of those who engaged in the boot camp, but now it is open to all of you. So if you're ready to go check out this content and so much more. This was just a bonus module that was within the Veggies and Virtue Vault. This is not even a part of the course itself, and yet the course is amazing. And I'm so excited to see how many families took the step forward to continue gaining momentum and to continue making progress, coming up with new ways to add variety to their families' meals and snacks, but also doing so in a way that is so much less stressful for you. So I hope that this little snippet in today's episode is helpful to you, but I also want to encourage you to go to mealtimesmadeeasy.com for all the information on not just this episode and the um, entirety of it, but also everything about the Mealtimes Made Easy method and how it can help you. Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. So as a reminder, if you're not familiar with my back to school boot camp, it just ended last week, but I've been sharing in the last two episodes, just a short snippet of information that I think you can still glean a lot of information and just inspiration from in helping set your family up for success as we get into the back to school season. So make sure that you go and listen to the last two episodes as I share little tidbits from day one and day two of the back to school boot camp. And today is a little clip from the third and final day of the back to school boot camp where I talk about helping you understand within the season that you're in and within the priorities that your family has in light of all those demands and everything that you have going on, how you can be more effective in the choices that you're making, whether you're meal prepping or you're purchasing. There can often be a lot of pressure on either or both sides of that for families. And so in this clip, I just wanted to share with you some perspective that I shared with the families who joined in the back to school boot camp, so that you can be intentional about coming up with what your best action step is this day, this week, this month, and in this season that you're in, and yet continue to set goals that are achievable for you and your family in your everyday lives. So with that, let's go ahead and dive into this piece from day three of the Back to School Boot Camp. Think about what season you are in, because I think that this is really, really important, and this is something that I'm working really hard to work on one-on-one with families, because when we look at the action step, we have to match it with the capacity we have. Hear me out. When we think of your best next action step, you have to match it with the capacity you have because it is so easy in the high performance, in the high performance world that we live in, that these expectations are so high. And I'm obviously narrowing on the feeding space, but when we're talking about feeding our families and things like that, it can seem 
it can seem like we have to do everything and we're expected to have these home cooked meals and all the variety and, you know, be meal planning and meal prepping and grocery shopping and never buying, you know, unhealthy options and only having awareness to all of the most nourishing foods. And it's just overwhelming. And again, I feel like I'm at least 15 years into driving the car using my analogy from before. And I'm pretty comfortable with this whole process. It's not unfamiliar to me. I do feel like, you know, I am at that 15 years in point where things don't feel as challenging as they once did when I was kind of first learning to drive this car. But I want you to recognize what season are you in? Because whether you just had a new baby, whether you're, and again, it doesn't have to be a literal life change like that. It may be that you just moved or it may be that you just had a baby or something really big, but it may be that you're just like getting into back to school mode with after school activities is crazy. And I need to conserve resources until this transition into back to school and fall and the school routine and kids being in new classes and the emotional overwhelm that comes with them after school and things like that until we get in a groove. And what does holding that space for your family look like? Because I think if you begin to give yourself permission for a season, you are going to start perpetuating more growth over time. Because if we don't try and pack everything in right at once, if you don't look at that learning it list that you made on day one and think everything needs to shift over, but instead you just start with what seems doable. If you're in a season of growth and excitement and like super energized and life is smooth and you feel like you have capacity, then by all means, choose to be in a season of spring and summer where you're seeking out all the opportunities and you're doing the things. But after those seasons, there's still going to be a fall that comes. There's still going to be a season that's winter. And hopefully those habits that you created in those seasons of high energy have become habitual so that you can continue to carry them on. But it's the same to be true of when you're in you know, kind of like you're low. Or I was reading through and working on some testimonials for the Meal Times Made Easy method today. And I was reading the words that when the when a mom was sharing, like she just hit her rock bottom. Sometimes we're at that season and we have to know how to get our way out. And so I'm, I don't want to go on too much of a soapbox about this. I totally could. And again, I made it a whole bonus blueprint within Meal Times Made it Easy because I want you to understand the methodology of the Meal Times Made Easy method but I want you to see how you can tailor it and adjust it without having it be overwhelming for any season that you're in based on the priorities that are in that season. So think about that because it's going to play into what we're talking about today. The next thing going off of that is I want you in, in light of what your current season is. And I would love if you're open to sharing, I would really love to see, excuse me, you don't necessarily have to share like what you would label it. If you want to, you can. I love a good analogy, but you can just kind of say like, what are your priorities? Is it conserving energy? Is it, you know, to improve picky eating? Is it to optimize nutrition? Is it to add variety? Like, where are your priorities right now? But also make sure that those are aligned with the season you're in. Because if your goal is to improve picky eating and you feel like you're at rock bottom and the efforts you need to do to improve picky eating when you're at rock bottom are going to be different action steps than what they are going to be if you're like, oh, things are good, but like my kid can continue to learn to like new foods, but I have like all the energy in the world to pour into it, if that makes sense. So when we look at these priorities in the capacity of the seasons that we're in, I want you to also begin to think what is the most effective use of, as I mentioned before, your budget, your time budget, and your food budget. Everyone has different budgets for food and for time. Some of us have a lot of time, don't have a lot of finances. Some of us have more financial wiggle room, but we have 
very little margin when it comes to our time. I want you to think about kind of where you're at in terms of where you have the most capacity. Because when we look at these love it, like it, learning it lists from day one, and we begin to evaluate where there's protein, fats, and fibers, and you know the nutritional density of the foods that our kids do eat and enjoy, we want to begin thinking about which foods are we going to prep and which foods are we going to purchase. Because I feel that there's often a pressure that we have to like do a robust amount of meal prep. And I don't mind meal prepping when I have the capacity, but some seasons I'm not in a season to do a lot of meal prep on Sundays. Like right now, I do very minimal meal prep. I do our snack drawer and I do our DIY dinner bins. Two things that I have two separate trainings on in the mealtimes made easy to tell you exactly how I do those. Those are the things that are functional for my family in this season. There was a season when I had, you know, a baby in the ergo and a toddler literally wrapped around my ankle and I was trying to cook dinner and I had to do a little bit more meal prep and things like that. So there are seasons that call for different habits to be healthy, but I don't want to spend my Sundays doing that, nor can I anymore because the season that we're in. And so I want you to think about what types of things are the most effective uses of your time or the most effective uses of your money. Y'all know I love visuals and I know just from talking to many of you that you guys are visual people too. So I have my little toolbox here and my goal is always to share any of the tools that are in my feeding toolbox with you guys. So I wanted to give you a few little visuals to kind of help you think through what this looks like. You know, maybe you buy a little oatmeal packets and maybe that's super effective for your family because it meets the time demands of the morning. It's a little more independent. Your kids can dump it in, make it, or maybe you can quickly make it for them without like the whole boiling, you know, oats saga. But again, this is going to be more expensive. It's going to save you time, but it's going to be more expensive. So if you have my combination cards or within Mealtimes Made Easy Method and you have access to every one of them, you can see that there's kind of a variation of this is most convenient, but then you might be making your own little jars that have the oats and the seasonings and the sugar and the dried fruit or whatever you want to put in it, but you had to take a little time to prep it. You might see something like this, like a giant bag of oats, super cost effective. I buy these at Costco. They go on sale all the time. This like giant thing was like $6. I'm pretty sure like six of these was $6. So you can see neither one is better or worse. Neither one is, you know, something that I'm going to give like someone a high five for and not the other person. Like both of them are dietitian approved, but you have to think about which one fits your life. Because if you're saying I need more substantial breakfast items for my kid and I say oatmeal, you have to take it to that next step. We have to begin to think of in the season I'm in, considering the priorities that my family has right now, what action step is most appropriate? It may be, I'm going to buy these at the store next time because my kids like oatmeal. It's a love it or a like it food. I could easily offer it if it's pre-made. It might also be my kids love oatmeal. I can buy a big thing of it. I can make a batch for everyone because all four of us eat breakfast together. Time is less of the essence and that's a doable thing. But I want you to begin to kind of make that next step so that you see with the love it, like it, learn it list, how you begin to incorporate more of these foods by figuring out how do I actually make them readily available for our family. Additionally, I wanted to show you like a few little containers because I think when we when we speak to lunches specific with back to school is things like hummus. You can buy little hummus cups or little chocolate hummus cups or little ranch cups or little peanut butter cups and things like that. They're quite a bit more expensive. You can also package them in this and in a portion that is maybe more in alignment with what your child would eat. So again, you have to ask yourself, do I need this ready to grab and go? Because either someone else packs my kid lunches or they pack it and we just need it ready. Do I want to use like a single use plastic that I just load up on the weekend because I'm going to prep? What are my action steps to achieve adding hummus as one of their preferred proteins and fats in their lunches 
that might help them, you know, might start out with just hummus and pretzels, but then maybe they'll learn to like veggies as I start including hummus in their lunchbox, which I wasn't doing. You have to think about where are you going to be allocating your time and or your money in order to make that happen. But I just want you to kind of think through that when you're thinking of packaging, because I think that there's such a place for packaged snacks in the reality and the pace of life that we live with. But I also don't want you to feel like you need to go blow your whole food budget buying all these different things. You know now how to filter them into love it, like it, learning it foods. And just as we'll talk about in the next step, and I don't want you trying to assume that you're now going to pre-package hummus on the weekend. You're going to boil eggs. You're going to cook oats. You're going to bag crackers. That's a lot of things. We are not trying to overwhelm ourselves. We're trying to pick one prep step that you can do at a time. Just as we're also trying to make sure that we're not excessively introducing learning it foods so much so that we go through the grocery store throwing in all the different you know all the different packaged snacks spending a ton of money and then we feel defeated frustrated and ultimately give up because our kids don't like half of them and now we think see that wasn't even worth the point total waste of money and checked out again so you can see how when we aren't taking the small steps often in it kits to make the big steps we're actually halting the process altogether If you want to know more about the strategies that I talked about today and walk away with some really clear systems that you can begin using in your family to know how to discern things like should you prep ahead on weekends, what amount of time is realistic, how do you set up DIY dinner bins, how do you reset your kitchen so that you can be successful, and all the things that flow from that in terms of making small, actionable change so that you can continue to create sustainable, healthy habits within your home you need to come check out the Mealtimes Made Easy method by going to mealtimesmadeeasy.com. As the dietitian for your family and always in your corner, I want to partner with you on this journey and I want to support you in the questions that come up, but also in giving you the tools and the templates and all the tips that I wish I would have had as a dietitian mom when I first started out. I'm so excited to now share it with each of you.